Good morning. Good morning. Mm, thank you, Father. <laughs> thank you, Father. Matthew 12. Verse 36. We're just going to let the Holy Spirit lead this one. I feel like I feel like the Lord wants to talk to this morning. Um about the significance of words. Matthew chapter 12, verse 36. We're going to go to there. Forgive me while I look up things in my, in my scriptures. I don't have any notes this morning. We're just going to be Holy Spirit led 100%. Matthew 12, 36. Either make the tree good and its, tr- and its fruit good, verse 33, or make the tree bad and its fruit bad, for the tree is known by its fruit. You brood of vipers, how can you speak good when you are evil? For out of the abundance of the heart, the mouth speaks. Oh, I didn't even know that was right there. Thank you, Jesus. I needed that one too. The good person out of his good treasure brings forth good. And the evil person out of his evil treasure brings forth evil. I, mm. Y'all know that Jesus is the treasure of heaven? Jesus is the treasure of heaven. Out of, the, out of his evil treasure brings forth evil. I tell you, on the day of judgment, people will give account for every careless word they speak. For by your words you will be justified, and by your words you will be condemned. By your words you will be justified, and by your words you will be condemned. It's good stuff. By your words you will be justified, and by your words you will be condemned. I had a guy come to the program one time. And he said, he started, he started talking, 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 all kinds of nonsense. I just looked at that guy and said, every time you open your mouth, I learn a whole lot more about you. This guy was not serious, but he just wanted to talk up big talk. Wanted to put up all the walls. He never let me in. He was, watch, look, by your words you will be justified, and by the words you will be condemned. When God starts to come speak to you, what comes out of your mouth? When you're confronted about your problems in your life, do you begin to justify yourself? Because God will see right through it. You cannot hide behind your words. God knows the heart behind the words. That's why the scripture says right here, out of the abundance of the heart, the mouth speaks. So God knows what's in the heart before you speak it. It's what's in your heart that's actually going to cause you to speak. If you have faith in your heart, you're going to speak faith. If you have fear in your heart, you're going to speak fear. Out of the abundance of the heart, the mouth will speak. So when somebody's getting angry, I know what's in their heart. When somebody starts to lose it, it's when you are in an emotional state, I know exactly what's already in your heart. And everybody's like, well, I was just mad. No, you were just being real. Fear in the heart. Out of the abundance of the heart, the mouth will speak. So we'll start saying things to justify all the stuff that we want to do. By the mouth, you'll be justified or you'll be condemned. The truth is a lot of times we try to justify ourselves, we just wind up condemning ourselves. Every careless word, every careless word, every careless word. How many words are you saying that are careless? A ton of them. We've got to be careful what we say. Every careless word will be judged. This is why one-liners on Facebook can be a problem, you know? <laughs> this is why I stopped doing that. Every careless word, not thought out, you know? 
A lot of times we have a little witty thing we want to say, but it was careless. Even though we were witty, it wasn't wisdom. Witty isn't wisdom. Mm. Which brings me back to my notes that I wasn't going to teach on. This is good. Woo! Praise the Lord. Wisdom. I'm going to talk to you about wisdom. Wisdom isn't knowing everything. Wisdom isn't knowing everything. Say it again. Wisdom is not knowing everything. This is good stuff. A fool despises. We're over here in Proverbs chapter 15, verse 5. I'm going to read through a ton of verses here. It sets you free. Proverbs 15, 5. A fool despises in his father's a fool despises his father's instruction, but whoever heeds reproof is prudent. It's not a matter of whether or not you know it all. It's whether or not you can heed reproof. In other words, you can pay attention and listen and hear correction. Verse 10. There is severe discipline for him who forsakes the way. Whoever hates reproof will die. A scoffer does not like to be reproved. He will not, he will not go to the wise. Verse 14. The heart of him who has understanding seeks knowledge. The heart of him who has understanding seeks knowledge. It's not a matter that you know it all already. It's the fact that you are seeking the knowledge. You're seeking the truth. But the mouth of fools feed on folly. Whoever ignores folly is foolishness. Okay, Folly is, um, is, the, is the tangible foolishness. Okay, But the mouths of fools feed on folly. How many times do you... You know how many... I had a guy come up to me yesterday uh, and say, man, with all the stuff that you know, I can't believe you just don't go around telling everybody that they're, that they're idiots. You know? And see, what happened was we went to this place yesterday and we ex encountered folly. We walked into a room full of foolishness and everybody that was with me has been submerged in truth. So when we walked into the place, it's like, oh my gosh. Look at all this nonsense going on. Like, everybody can see that it's nonsense. We might, not even, we might not even be able to make sense of any of it because of all the insanity that's going on. You know what I'm saying? It doesn't even make sense. But it's so foolish. But look at it. The fools feed on the folly. Yeah. Do you, have you ever noticed that somebody who loves drama just keeps on going back to drama? Yeah. They feed on folly. Fools feed on folly. They, they thrive on it. It's a... I don't know what it is. That's why we like reality TV shows. <laughs> Fools feed on folly. Yeah. I probably just stepped on a ton of people's toes. But I guarantee that wasn't a careless word. That was truth. You know? <coughs> For real. We feed on folly. We watch uh, West Coast Choppers and listen to the people argue back and forth. Why? Because we're fools. We, we don't love wisdom. We rejoice in evil. Scripture says love does not rejoice in evil, but... Rejoices in the truth. That's why yesterday when we laughed, she was like, why y'all laughing? Because we're rejoicing in the truth. Yeah. Well, to her, the truth seemed like foolishness. The scripture says that. To those that are perishing, it seems like foolishness. That's why they can't laugh at it. Yeah. <laughs> There's so much wisdom here we're talking right now. Being wise doesn't mean you know everything. Being wise means that you're ready to receive. Mm -hmm. Being wise means that you're humble. The humble is the wise. The humble man is the wise man. The humble man doesn't know everything. The humble man is ready to receive. He's ready to receive correction. Whoever ignores instruction despises himself. 
Every person who has not been able to submit to correction and leader, they hate themselves. Ask that guy. The guy we talked to last night. Ask him if he loves himself. He told me flat up, I hate myself. But he despised correction. I'd tell him something, and he would push it away. He'd say, ah, no. I'd say, man, you're afraid. He goes, I'm not afraid. Why? Because he's a fool. Because he's not ready to receive correction. He's not a fool because of his lack of knowledge. He's a fool because he's not ready to receive correction. It's good stuff. Everybody thinks, oh, if I'm a, I'm a fool because I, you're calling me a fool, you think I don't know anything. Well, that's the first step to being wise is to acknowledge that you don't know anything. If you did know something, then you would not be in the mess you're in right now. <laughs> if you can finally admit, I don't know anything, that's wisdom. That's backwards from the world. He who seeks to gain his life will lose it. He who seeks to lose his life will gain it. If I can finally admit, I don't know a jack squat, I finally entered into wisdom. <laughs> wisdom is powerful. Proverbs 12, 1, uh, 15 and 18, all right? Whoever loves discipline loves knowledge. But he who hates reproof is stupid. <laughs> ah, I love the Bible. <laughs> oh, it's awesome. Whoever loves discipline loves knowledge. But he who hates reproof is stupid. Listen, when you're being corrected, you're being disciplined, you need to learn how to love it. You need to realize that those who are loving you enough to discipline you, they love you and they want your best. You know? But if we despise reproof, then the Bible says that we're stupid. It's powerful stuff. The way of a fool is right in his own eyes. How many times, listen, if you're not ready to receive correction and you try to go do it on your own, a way of a fool seems right in his own eyes. It seems right in his own eyes. There's a deception, a very strong deception. He believes, literally believes, that what he's doing is right. I'm justified. Justified in my actions. I'm justified in my feelings. I'm justified in the way I'm thinking. The way of a fool is right in his own eyes, but a wise man listens to advice. Listen, a wise man will listen to advice no matter who it comes from. Somebody can come up to you and you're like, this guy has no weight in my life. A fool despises the correction. But a wise man will heed the advice of many counselors. No matter whether or not they have weight in your life or not. I can have the fool come to me and say something to me. And if the spirit behind it may be wrong, he may have no weight in my life at all. He may have dropped out of my program and been back on drugs. But if he comes up to me and speaks truth, then I will recognize truth when it's said. Whether or not he's a wise man or not. You know? And I will receive the advice. Now, I will have to maybe brush off some things. You know? It wasn't perfect advice, but there was some stuff I need to shave off because it was coming from a mouth of who was somebody who was not wise. But something he said in there was wise, so I just brush it off. And I take what is wise, and I learn from it. See, a wise man always can receive correction, no matter what. What, are you going to get to the top and finally never be able to receive from anybody? That's foolishness. Because, see, if the Holy Spirit lives in you, I should be able to receive from you. I go to churches all the time now. I mean, and, I, and I'm not saying this in an arrogant way or whatever, but there's, it's rare that I go to church that I hear something I haven't heard before or that I haven't studied out. Now, that's not arrogance. I'm just telling you a fact, okay? When I get into this, the teachings, though, here's the truth. 
when this Bible's being opened and the guy starts speaking, Holy Spirit speaking. It's time for me to shut up. I don't care how much I know. Because wisdom is not knowing everything. Wisdom is saying, I'm ready to receive. I'm ready to receive correction. You know, the, the one thing I love the most is correction from my father. I want to hear my, my dad teach me, train me. You know? I want, I, I've, I've come to a point where I love the correction of my Heavenly Father. I want Him to correct me. I don't want to go the wrong way. I love so much His way that I will always die to my way if His way is what He wants me to do. Because I've found out so many times when I do it my way, even if it seems right in my own eyes, it's always led me to destruction. This is powerful stuff. Woo! It seems right in my own eyes, but every time I did my way, it always led to destruction. Every time. And I, I, I can't tell you how many times. Okay? So where am I at? There is one whose rash words are like sword thrusts. Experienced that this morning already. Being agitated with three hours of sleep. The, the harsh words are like thrusts of the sword. We, did, we had a careless word. Boom. Thrust of the sword. What? What's it say right here? Those who rash words are like sword thrusts, but the tongue of the wise brings healing. If what I say to you just thrusts you and doesn't heal you, I'm not being wise. If the purpose of it was just to thrust you, then it's not wise. Powerful stuff. You know? This is why I don't do one-liners anymore. I can't do one-liners. Now, when I'm teaching, I may teach for an hour, and one minute in there, I may, there may be a, the word says, the scripture says that the sword is like a double-edged sword. It cuts and divides. So sometimes there's something I might say that cuts, but if you'll listen to everything we, we, I'm teaching, you'll find healing. Because the word of God, the truth, will set you free. My point is not to hurt somebody with my words. My point is to heal somebody with my words. You know what I'm saying? It's good stuff. All right, Proverbs 13.1. A wise son hears his father's instruction, but a scoffer does not listen to rebuke. Woo! <laughs> ah! But a scoffer, isn't that funny? A scoffer? So God is, is, God is putting scoffers in the same category as fools. Okay? But a scoffer does not listen to rebuke. This is powerful stuff. So if you're being foolish, and you're not walking in the way of wisdom, when somebody rebukes you, You'll scoff at them. This is how, okay, this is how you know. Ooh, this is a good word. This is how you know that you're walking in foolishness and not in wisdom. And everybody's susceptible to it. I don't care who you are. I'm susceptible to this. Everybody's susceptible to this. You know, you may, maybe the majority of your walk is wisdom, but sometimes it's foolishness, okay? My point is this. You always have to be looking and saying, did I act wisely? Did I choose the road of wisdom here or did I choose the road of folly, Okay. So if somebody rebukes you and you immediately turn around and scoff them, that's a telltale right now that you are acting in foolishness. See? Because a wise man will just receive it, mull on it, meditate on it, and he won't open his mouth. The scripture says, better to be thought a fool than to open your mouth and remove all doubt. Right? So if you're scoffing, that means you're laughing at somebody, uh, you're... You're poking fun at them. You know, you're mocking. So if we, if somebody rebukes me and immediately I, re, I start to make fun of what they said, scoffers, the Bible says, are fools. 
I talked to a lot of scoffers. <laughs> go out there and teach the truth. And that's the reason why I can't go around and tell everybody they're an idiot. You know? Because it doesn't do them any good. If I go around and start telling them they're an idiot, guess what? I'm, I'm sword thrusting again. I'm not bringing healing to them. Even though I'm looking at their life and I feel like I know, man, I've got a better way for them. I'm not going to do a sword thrust with a, with a rash word, you know, because they're not listening. It doesn't matter if they're not listening. Not to me. It matters to them that they're not listening. If I have the words of life and I bring words of life to them and they just poke fun at it, right? It doesn't do me, it doesn't do them any good for me to, to, for me to do a rash word and be witty. It doesn't save them. A wise man, though, can bring healing, even in that moment. A wise man can turn his enemy into his friend. A wise man isn't concerned about being right. If he was concerned about being right, then he would never be able to take rebuke. Powerful stuff. Saw how that just flipped there? It's pretty powerful right there. A wise man is not concerned about being right. A wise man is concerned about learning truth and giving truth and not causing someone else to stumble because of harsh words. They want that person to get it. They want them to really get it. That's why the scripture says a wise man can win souls. The soul is the mind. So a wise man can win a soul. The power of words. The significance of your word. This is, all comes back to that. Significance of your words. Your words are powerful. Your words are meaningful. And they must be spoken out of a heart of wisdom. And out of a heart of... Man, I'm going to say that one thing again because that was really powerful. A wise man doesn't know everything. So when a wise man is talking to a foolish man... He's not concerned about being right because he already knows he doesn't know everything. See? He doesn't need to defend himself because he's not concerned about knowing everything. He's concerned about distributing life and healing. And if that other person doesn't want it, then the wise person has no need to defend himself because he already knows the truth. I don't need to defend myself. But a fool will always justify himself. Always. Why? Because he don't really believe it. He doesn't really believe it. He's not secure in what he believes. That's why he has to keep on talking about it. Because he has to build up faith about it. Because he doesn't really believe it. So he keeps on saying it. Over and over and over and over again. You know? But a wise man will speak the truth. Leave it there. Because the truth is truth. Whether we agree with it or not. But it hurts. It hurts sometimes. Truth hurts. But truth doesn't hurt people just for the sake of hurting people. Truth is the, is the dissecting knife that opens the heart for open heart surgery. You know, we're ready to heal. The whole point of the incision was to heal, not to hurt. All right, check this out. Whoever guards his mouth preserves his life. He who opens his mouth wide, his, uh, who opens his lips wide comes to ruin. I guess right back what we were about to say. <laughs> Whoever guards his mouth, well, see, Scripture says a wise man can hold back his tongue, but a fool will give full vent to his spirit. You ever see those, uh, you know, venting pages on Facebook? Welcome to the fool page. Oh, I just need to vent. Okay, I understand. You're a fool. I just need to vent. You mean you, you want to be foolish? Huh, out of the abundance of the heart, we'll speak. So you just want to give full vent to your spirit. I just need sometimes to just dump on somebody. In other words, you just want to be a fool. <laughs> 
Now, fool is going to have a hard time hearing this. You're going to be like, they're going to get mad at this teaching. I can't believe you're saying I can't give any venting. I can't vent. I can't vent. Man, where in the world? Listen, in the Bible, it does not say you should vent. Now, your psychologist might tell you to vent. I don't know why they say that. Maybe they just want to keep being the superior person in the room. So they want everybody to keep acting foolish so they can keep their job security or something. Keep telling me how you feel. Don't get me wrong. Sometimes you're supposed to talk about how you feel. But if you keep on talking about how you feel and that's all you talk about, you ain't going to get nowhere. You're just going to keep on believing lies. That's why we don't talk about how we feel here. We just talk about the truth. Let the truth sink in. Sometimes we talk about how you feel so I can learn how what the obstacles are in the way of how you, so, so you can receive. But if all we ever talk about is how you feel and I never give you the truth, then you never get healing. You know? So being full vent of your spirit. Mm. I need to find that scripture. But a fool gives full vent to his spirit. A fool gives Proverbs 29, 11. The way that seems right to a man, right? Proverbs 29, 11. A fool gives full vent to his spirit, but a wise man quietly holds it back. We'll just write that one down. Proverbs 29, 11. <coughs> a fool gives full vent to his spirit, but a wise man quietly holds it back. Let me find that other scripture that, that says, uh, better be thought a fool. Better to be thought a fool. Then open your mouth and remove all doubt. Uh, Proverbs 17, 28. Better, be, better to be uh, thought a fool. It is better to remain silent and be thought a fool than to speak out and remove all doubt. Careless words. Careless words. The significant of the significance of your words. Alright, where are we at? Whoever guards his mouth preserves his life. Whoever opens wide his lips comes to ruin. Verse eleven in Proverbs thirteen. Wealth gained hastily will dwindle, but whoever gathers little by little will increase. I I put this one in here because a lot of times we want something right now. I want a quick fix right now. The scripture says right here though. Whoever wealth gained hastily will dwindle. But whoever gains little by little will increase it. Everybody wants that quick fix. The last thing we talked about was fools feed on folly. And this is why we have reality TV shows. People like to feed on drama. This is what they care about. This is what they love. They don't like wisdom. They just like foolishness. You know what I'm saying? All right. So right here, whoever ignores instruction despises himself, and but he who listens to reproof gains intelligence. So anybody who is living in the in the, in the way of foolishness, they're going to hate themselves. And we experienced this last night. We talked to the guy we are talking to. He's still wallowing in, in his foolishness. He's not ready to receive correction. And, you know, he just flat out said, I hate myself. And it's the truth, man. People who don't, operate in wisdom and receive the correction they need and operating in the word of God they are steeped into folly and they are steeped into foolishness and they feed on that foolishness and they end up hating themselves so anyway see he but he who listens to reproof gains intelligence so Proverbs 12 1 says whoever loves discipline loves knowledge but he who hates reproof is stupid all right whoever loves discipline loves knowledge but whoever hates reproof is stupid. There's nothing more precious than the Word of God. There's nothing more precious than the discipline of your Father. Nothing more precious. People who, who want the truth, who want life, they love correction. They want to be corrected. I can't tell you how many times I've wanted 
to be corrected. You know, I want my a, a, a good father figure or someone to come along my way and say, man, you're not doing this right. The reason why is because I don't care about being right. I don't care about knowing it all. I care about doing it right. I care about being right with the Lord. You see what I'm saying? I don't care about knowing it. We talked about this before. Wisdom is not knowing everything, you know? All right. The, the way of a fool is right in his own eyes, but a wise man listens to advice. So the way of the fool is right in his own eyes. Like this, the people who, um, who are walking in foolishness because they can't receive correction, they think they're doing everything right. We talked about this before. If you are doing everything right, then why is your life all screwed up? You know? It's, it's pride and arrogance to not receive. So I've had to tell people, hey, look, people tell me, I'm a grown, I'm a grown man. Well, this grown man, 35 years has screwed up his life. When are you going to finally submit, acknowledge that you don't know anything, and come and learn and grow? But I'm a grown man. I can do it. No, you can't. Or you would have already done it. But here's what happens. You're a fool. And so in your mind, you think you're doing everything right. And a fool is wise in his own eyes. is right in his own eyes. But a true wise man listens to advice. Not just listens. He heeds it and he does it. I can't tell you how many times I've had people listen, but they weren't listening. Okay? There is one whose rash words are like sword thrusts, but the tongue of the wise brings healing. If When you talk, it's just rash words, quick-witted stuff, and it's just meant to prick and prod and poke, but it doesn't bring healing, then you're not being wise. A wise man turns even his enemies into his friends. This is why Jesus is the perfect wisdom of God, because God loved his enemies so much that he died for us. So good. Mm. Provided a way for healing. He didn't come. Jesus, Jesus said that the Son of Man didn't come to condemn the world, but he came to save it. If I'm a wise man, I'm worried about their salvation. I'm not worried about being right. A wise man already knows that he doesn't know everything. A wise man isn't worried about being right. A wise man is worried about you becoming right with the Father. That's why a wise man can win souls, Scripture says. A wise man can win souls. There's one whose rash words are like sword thrust. And this is another reason why. I don't do one-liners anymore, you know, on Facebook or whatever, because I know that it's going to be just this sword thrust instead of healing, you know. So if I do a sword thrust, I have a whole like three paragraphs below that explaining myself because I want, not because I'm afraid of the ridicule. Who cares? I don't care about what they think. I care about what the Father thinks. But if I care about them and care about their well-being, then I will explain myself, you see. It's for them that I explain myself, not for me. I'm not justifying why I did it. I'm explaining myself so that other people can come to know the truth. It will set them free. Uh, See? It's good stuff. Um, hmm. Proverbs 13.1 A wise son hears his father's instruction, but a scoffer does not listen to rebuke. So we talked about scoffing. Now the scoffer is the one who pokes fun. Who, po who pokes fun. So if someone comes at you and corrects you, and your first inclination is to start laughing at them and poking fun and saying, oh, you're an idiot, then you are a fool. The scripture says, a fool despises correction, and a scoffer, what does it say right here? The scoffer does not listen to rebuke. But a wise son hears his father's instruction. But a scoffer does not listen to rebuke. So the Bible is saying right here that a scoffer will just laugh at the advice that was given to him. Okay? All right, so I don't care who it is. This is when we have to 
this, and we talked about this before, if we are um, going to be living a, a wise life, a life of wisdom, then I should be able to receive from anyone. If they come up to me and speak to me, I should be able to receive from anyone, no matter who they are. And it may come out, you know, the truth is right here with all these little brambles on it. I got to brush those brambles off, you know. You got to get off the nasty stuff and keep the truth, you know. But a wise man isn't worried about being right. He already knows he doesn't know everything, right? So whenever that guy comes in and starts correcting him, he's not going to try to prove himself right. Mm. He's just going to listen. And he's going to brush off the extra that's not supposed to be there because a wise man can also discern that and not get offended. You know? I can't tell you how many times somebody comes to me and corrects me and I don't sit there and justify myself. I just sit there and listen. And, ha and they're half, they're, they're wrong on half of what they're saying. But it's okay. Because if I'm a wise man, I don't know everything. If I'm a wise man, I'm ready to receive. It's so good. And a wise man doesn't have to prove himself right. The people who do try to prove themselves right, they're justifying themselves. That's what it says right here. By your words, you'll be judged. You'll be justified and or condemned. Well, the people who try to sit there and justify themselves, they're not being wise. The truth is, they don't really believe what they're saying. That's why they keep justifying themselves. They don't believe it. That's why they keep on justifying themselves. They keep on coming up with excuses for why they're doing what they're doing. They don't believe it. They're trying to sell themselves. But a wise man doesn't have to justify himself. A wise man will just sit there. He doesn't have to open his mouth. Whoever guards his mouth preserves his life. He who opens wide his lips comes to ruin. It's good stuff. And we, we looked up here... Um, that a, what, I wrote it on here, I think it's Proverbs 29, uh, 11. A wise man gives, a, a fool gives full vent to his spirit, but a wise man knows how to hold back his tongue. Okay? And then we talked about um, the vent pages and how those vent pages are, are so detrimental because they just create more folly. They feed on the folly. See, if you have a problem with your marriage and you go to a friend to talk to your friend about your marriage and all they can say is negative stuff about your husband, that's not a good friend. You're going to be feeding on folly. If you are afraid to go to the one who rebukes you, then you're a fool. If you're afraid to go to the one who says, well, what about you? Quit pointing the finger at your husband. What about you? Same thing with a husband. If a husband goes and gets help and a man starts saying, yeah, she's a, you know what? Yeah. And starts taking your side. You are not in a council of wise people. You're in the council of wicked people. You're the council of fools that feed on folly. You are an entertainment um, uh, TV show for them. Every time you come around and start spewing your drama. You're just giving them something to laugh at and then be entertained by. They're fools. They're not being there to give you correction and wisdom and advice. You know? <clears throat> they're your debt. Look, what does it say right here? But he who opens wide his lips comes to ruin. So you go start talking and spewing all this stuff about your people you're supposed to be in unity with. And they start feeding into it. Yeah! Yeah! I know. I was thinking about that too. Man, they're just a such and such and such. And they're doing a such and such and such. Man, you shouldn't be with them anymore. Man, if they, if they can't call you five times a day, don't be with them. Start saying all this nonsense in your life. You know? Fools give fools vent to their spirit but a wise man knows how to hold it back see a wise man will sit there and listen to everything you say that venting 
knowing that you're just being a fool right now. Okay, you just want to be foolish? Okay, just go and vent it out. All right, so I'm going to say some stuff. You're probably not going to like it unless you're wise. But right now, because you're giving full vent, I don't really think you're going to be very wise. <laughs> you're, you're just spewing, spewing, spewing. You look, just by you spewing, I can already tell you're not going to be able to hear the truth. So whenever you stop spewing, I'm going to speak truth. When you're ready to, be, to shut up and receive, then I'll start speaking truth. And that person's like, okay. Listen, are you ready to hear what you don't want to hear? Because I'm going to tell you what you don't want to hear. But I'll tell you what, if you will love correction, if you want to be a wise man, if you want to be successful in all your relationships, I'm going to tell you to shut up and listen. And I'm going to tell you to love what I'm about to tell you, even though you're going to hate it. The wise man will receive it, you know. Hey, look, man, she's not the problem. You are. Stop trying to fix her. You got to fix yourself. You start telling them stuff about themselves, and they don't like it. Why? Because they want somebody to take their side. Look, if you want somebody to take your side, you're concerned about knowing everything. You're concerned about being right. You're a fool. Because a wise man acknowledges he don't know nothing. All right, I don't know anything. Somebody teach me. Tell me something, man. Correct me. If I don't know something, man, I, I want to know. I'm ready to receive. A humble man. A wise man is humble. A prideful person is a fool. Cannot receive. <clears throat> wealth gained hastily will dwindle. But whoever gathers little by little will increase. The reason why people are fools and prideful and they're like, they just want to go get a quick fix, you know? Wealth gained hastily will dwindle, but whoever gathers little by little will increase it. We have to learn how to be faithful with the little things and grow in those little things, okay? Whoever despises the word brings destruction on himself, but he who reveres the commandment will be rewarded. The teaching of the wise is a fountain of life. That one may turn away from the snares of death. Whoever walks with the wise becomes wise. But the companion of fools will suffer harm. You're a product of your environment. You keep on going back to those people who keep on feeding your flesh. It's about time you go to somebody who's going to feed your spirit man and destroy your flesh. It's going to hurt, but it's going to feel good if you love it. If you love wisdom. A good man leaves an inheritance to his children's children, but the sinner's wealth is laid up for the righteous. I don't know why I read that. Whoever, whoever spares the rod hates the son, and whoever, but he who loves him is diligent to discipline him. So, if we love our children, if we love the next, the people that we're pouring into, then we're going to bring words of discipline. We're going to correct. We're going to rebuke. Why? Because we love. Not because we're trying to sword thrust. We're trying to heal. See? It's good stuff. Listen, if you don't have the patience to explain yourself, don't say it in the first place. If you don't have the willingness to, to press through and finish out what you said, don't say it in the first place. You are just giving full vent to your spirit and being a fool instead of being a wise man who's able to follow through and bring healing. It's powerful stuff right there. It's really good stuff right there. That's stuff that I have to hear, you know? Because every once in a while I get frustrated. And I just want to say something witty. And cut someone down, and it's not that's not wisdom. That's foolishness, you know? It's foolishness. We've got to be willing to stick it through and press through. See, uh, 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 the Bible says the rod and reproof. You bring the rod of discipline, but you bring reproof. If you just bring the rod, then the children are provoked to anger, and they never grow. And they become rebellious. But rod and reproof says... This is why you're getting a spanking. 
Why'd you get a spanking? Then you start reproofing. And you take the time. It takes more energy to be a good parent. It takes more energy to reproof. It takes no energy to bring a rod. We got to bring a rod and reproof. Powerful stuff. Okay, so getting back to... So I, I brought all that up because I believe it's powerful stuff. Um, careless words. Back to uh, Matthew chapter 12. Careless words. Out the abundance of the heart, the mouth will speak. <clears throat> and so I, I talked about wisdom because we have to we have to go to the one who who is perfect wisdom. Jesus is perfect wisdom, man. Jesus is the perfect wisdom of God. Listen, in Jesus, all those things we talked about come to fruition. Jesus says, I didn't come to condemn the world, but I came to save it. It wasn't about just bringing the smite down. It was about restoring, about winning souls, turning your enemies into friends. It wasn't about being right. It was about choosing to be defrauded. Jesus was right all the time. He knew it. He didn't have to defend himself, but he went to the cross anyway, even though he didn't do anything wrong. He wasn't concerned about being right. He was concerned about bringing truth that would set other people free. It's powerful stuff. Powerful stuff. Matthew chapter 12. Where are we at? 12, uh, 36. Yeah. <clears throat> I tell you, on the day of judgment, people will give account for every careless word they speak. For by your words, you will be justified. By your words, you will be condemned. Out of the abundance of the heart, the mouth speaks. The good person out of his good treasure speaks, brings forth good. And the evil person out of his evil treasure brings forth evil. We've got to have Jesus residing in our hearts and we have to have an ever-pursuing passion for the good news of Jesus so that Jesus will reign in our hearts and he'll fill our hearts with wisdom. Out of the good treasure, this is good stuff, out of the good treasure, so what are you filling yourself up with? Faith comes by hearing. Faith comes by hearing. So what are you hearing? Are you hearing the word of God or are you hearing foolishness? Are you surrounding yourself in a good environment where people can keep on pouring good into you? Are you surrounding yourself by a negative environment where people just keep on pouring into you what seems right to a man? Oh yeah, that all sounds good. All those little Facebook memes and stuff that pop up, they're like, oh yeah, that sounds good. That tickles my ear and that tickles my flesh a little bit. But the truth is it doesn't bring life. Faith comes by hearing. We got to let it flood. Fill us up. Fill our hearts up. And out of the abundance of the heart, we'll speak. It's good stuff. Careless words. Careless words. If we're filled in the spirit, man, then the only thing that'll come out, especially when we get squeezed, man, when things start coming, <clears throat> when things start pressing on us, man, what comes out of you? When the pressure's put on. When you're weak. See, you know why we fast? We talked about this before. Fasting is the emptying of myself. You know? I do this illustration with a coffee pot, man. You gotta fill yourself up. See, you got your, your coffee pot full of coffee. If I stick it under, over there underneath that faucet and I turn the water on and start filling up that coffee pot, it starts to overflow. And all that dirt, dirt, that dirty stuff, all that dark stuff starts washing out. You know? But it's a constant filling that causes you to overflow and eventually wash out all the evil in your life, you know? If you ever shut off the water, though, and you pour a little bit of, just a little bit of coffee, how long does it take before it becomes dark again? Just like that. Fast, quick, 
relentless. But if you keep the water flowing, eventually it becomes clearer and clearer and clearer and clearer. And if, and if you keep the water running and choose to pour a little bit of coffee in there, immediately the coffee gets washed back out. No time at all. Immediately. It never gets in there. But if you stop the flow of the good and pour just a little bit of dirt, boom, it makes it really dirty. Real fast. Then you got to put a lot of washing again. Kind of weird, but it's truth. And it's how it happens in our hearts. If we ever unplug and we go back into the world and we get touched by the world, boom, dark again. Immediately. We have to stay connected all the time so when the dark touches us, it washes right out. Washes right out. It's good stuff. It's all the abundance of the heart now speaks. So then when you get squeezed, we're talking about fasting, how it empties ourselves, prayer, how it fills us back up, putting the word of God back inside of us. So that when we get squeezed and we get under pressure and we become weak, what comes out of me is the only thing that was left in me, which is the only thing I've been putting inside of me, so it's the only thing that comes out. Like last night when the the drink fell down, I said, oh, man. And he's like, uh-oh, did your drink bust open? I said, no, but it sure did It sure did test the fruit of my spirit. You know? Yeah. Because I got agitated for a second. Then I remembered who I was. <laughs> got soda everywhere. But then I remembered who I was. No reason to let that little thing cause me to become someone I'm not. Out of the abundance of my, of, my, of, my, of my heart, the mouth speaks. Out of the good treasure in my heart, which is Jesus, the mouth will speak. Careless words, man. So this is why it's so important. This is why we have to be full throttle for the kingdom of God. Because if we have careless words, we sow careless seed. Oh, my gosh. This is where we're going. Check this out, brother. All right. Your words. Watch this, guys. The word of God. Matthew chapter 13. Matthew chapter 13, the word of God is a seed. Every word is a seed. Every word you speak is a seed. This is why the feed, the fools feed on folly, right? Because the word is a seed. If you have good word, it's good seed. If you have bad word, it's bad seed. If I start speaking to you bad word, the word gets in your heart. And you start becoming what I've spoken to you. That's why if I keep calling you an idiot all your life, you believe it. If I say you're dumb, you believe it. If I keep on saying these negative things about you, you're gay, you believe it. Okay? Why? Because faith comes by hearing. Hear? See what I'm saying? If I keep on saying something, it's going to go into your heart. You see what I'm saying? There is power of life and death in your tongue. So if I keep on speaking life to you, you're going to be life. If I keep speaking death to you and you receive it, you'll become death. You'll become. Well, everybody doesn't believe in me. I'm a failure. Why? Because everybody says, you're never going to amount to nothing. So you believe I'm a failure. Why? Because everybody spoke death into your life. I'm a failure. I'm a, you're a failure, man. You're never going to amount to nothing. You're never going to, you're going to never make it. it. What you do is not enough. You can't ever do it. You always believe you're a failure because of what everybody says about you. So this word is a seed in your life and it gets planted into your heart and you start believing I'm a failure. So the only thing that comes out of your heart is failure. The only thing that comes out of your mouth is failure. Guess what? You can't give something you don't have. So if somebody keeps on giving you something that's not good, you put it in your heart. Now all you have is failure. Now all you can give someone else is failure. So then you go around, hurt people, hurt people. So whenever I start going to my kids, now I'm going to start speaking death into them because my dad said something bad to me. You know? It's a deadly cycle. Why? It's seed, man. A good tree bears good fruit, and a bad tree bears bad fruit. That's why I need a new father, because our fathers are messing up. They've been pouring bad stuff into us. I need my heavenly father. 
and you chop down that old tree, and you plant a new one. Check this out. Look, look, look. A good tree bears good fruit. A bad tree bears bad fruit. When the fruit falls off the tree, it hits the, gar hits the ground. The seed goes into the ground and produces another bad tree. So you are a product of your environment because of the seed that's been sown into your heart. So that's why we get away sometimes. People say, well, why do I have to give up everything? Because everything you're around is dead. Can't you see it? No, because you say right here, the way of a fool is right in his own eyes. Why do I have to get rid of everything? Because you don't know Jack Squat. That's why. And everybody around you doesn't know Jack Squat. Otherwise, they could help you. But they don't know. So you're surrounded by death. Get away from the death. Come into life. We're going to tell you the truth. You're not going to like it. Unless you love wisdom, then you'll love it. Like, man, I needed to hear that. That hurt so bad, but I needed it. You know? I need to hear it. Products of your environment. Why? Haven't you ever noticed? If you go to a little plot of land, all the trees around are the same trees. <laughs> you know what I mean? <clears throat> Going to a pecan orchard. There's pecan trees. <laughs> Whatever your tree, your. I mean, it's simple knowledge. Where, where the tree falleth, there it lie. Right? It's so. Simple to us, but it, we don't see it in the world, in our hearts. We're all around each other, in our families or whatever, we're all bad trees. Of course I'm going to be a bad tree. This is why the church has got to get over themselves and stop judging people that are in sin. Why? They can't help it, man. They were raised in the bad environment. They became what they were around. The seed that was from the bad trees was thrown into their hearts. They became a bad tree. That's natural. That's just how nature happens. That's nature, man. So why is it important for me to go preach the gospel? Because I have to go into the bad tree area. I have to start chopping trees down. And I have to start planting a new tree. And I have to start taking over that garden. This is how we do it. Well, if God wants to save him, he'll save them. No, he won't. You're lazy. You're not a Christian because you don't care about people getting saved. I'm just going to say it. If you don't want people to get saved, you're not a Christian. If all you care about is yourself, then the truth's not in you. How can you watch someone go to hell and say that you love them? The word. How can you watch someone suffer and not do anything to lend a hand and say that you love them? The scripture says if you do not love your brother, you do not love Jesus. Mm. The, the truth of God is not in you. The love of God is not in you. Just either you don't love them and you're not saved or you're just afraid. But fear is actually evidence of non-perfect love because the scripture says that perfect love casts out all fear. So if I'm afraid, then I still don't love. The love of a mother would die for her child. See, there's no fear in love. I'm not, a fear, I'm not afraid of the consequences. If I truly love someone, I'm not afraid of what it's going to cost me because I love them. I go knock on the door. They bring a gun out and shoot me in the face. I love them, whatever the cost. Mm -hmm. Well, you're going to go to this dangerous place down there in Juarez, Mexico, and you're going to go preach the gospel, but you could die. Mm -hmm. Or I could love, and you could keep fearing and not loving. Work out your own salvation with fear and trembling before the Lord. Don't tell me who I can preach the gospel to. Because if I love them, I want them saved. Zach, man, you're working with drug addicts and that guy right there, he could break you in half. I don't care. I love them. Jesus loved them. They broke him in half. Woo! You know? 
You know what I'm saying? Jesus went right to his enemies and died for them. He died for them, man. It was love. We got to stop sitting on our pews and doing nothing for the kingdom of God. Quit building your own kingdom. Well, I got saved so I can have Jesus, so I can have a mansion. <laughs> and in having a mansion in heaven is not enough, so I want a mansion on earth too and a, a Lamborghini. And if God's not blessing me financially, then, well, then he's not real. Ooh. Well, you have a false gospel. Actually. The kingdom of God is much bigger than my mansion. For richer or poorer, till death do us part. When I come into the script, when I come into marriage with Jesus, I'm not coming for riches. I'm coming for Him. Mm -hmm. I came into marriage with Jesus for richer or poorer. I don't care if I have everything or if I have nothing. I don't care if I have everything or if I have nothing. For richer or poorer, till death do us part. For for sickness or for health. It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. I came into this thing for Jesus, man. No matter what it cost me. No matter what. Why? Because he loved me. He died for me. He paid the highest price for me. Such good stuff, man. God is so good. God is so good. So, we are a product of what we believe. We're a product of what we hear. So why? Faith comes by hearing. How can they believe? If we don't send a preacher, let's just look it up. This is good. How can they? I think it's Romans chapter 10. Mm. Oh, yeah. How then will they call on him in whom they have not believed? And how are they to believe in him of whom they have never heard? And how are they to hear without someone preaching? And how are they to preach unless they are sent? As it is written, how beautiful are the feet of those who preach the good news. But they have not all obeyed the gospel. For the Isaiah says, Lord, who has believed and what he has heard from us? So faith comes from hearing and hearing through the word of Christ. How can they believe if they have never heard? How can they hear if no one ever preaches? And how can they preach if no one ever is sent? We have to go. We have to go, we have to go and make disciples. Man, comfortable Christianity is not Christianity at all. Comfortable Christianity is not Christianity at all. Now, do I believe that God blesses the work of my hands? Yes. But when the devil starts hating what you're doing, he will attack all of your earthly blessings. What then? Are you going to give up then? Did you come to Jesus for riches? Or did you come to Jesus for salvation? You know, did we come to Jesus for what he could give me on this earth? Or did I come to Jesus so I could be made right with my father? Yes, I believe that. Whatever I put my hands to, I'll prosper. I believe in it. It's the word of God. Can't throw that out. But there's a deeper part that we can't let go of. You know? You know, uh, Ray Comfort and, and Kirk Cameron, they do something called Way of the Master. One of the things they teach about is... You know, what if I gave you a parachute and you're on the, on, on a plane? And I said, here, put this parachute on. It'll make your ride more comfortable. Within, a, within an hour or less, you're going to take that parachute off and say, this thing don't work. Why? Because the parachute wasn't designed to make your comfortable your ride more comfortable. The parachute was designed to save you from a jump. It's about to happen. The plane, the engine's about to go out, and you're going to hold on to that. 
So what happens? You put that parachute on, you're sitting in the seat, everybody starts making fun of you, everybody starts ridiculing you, you look at you, this dummy over here wearing a parachute in the middle of the, of the plane, somebody, you know, they even use an illustration how somebody spills coffee on you, so what do you do? You just take off the parachute and say, ah, this isn't working, I hate, I hate this parachute, it's making my life miserable. No, you know for a fact you're about to jump. So when everybody else is making fun of you, you don't care about being right. You already know the truth. You want to tell them, hey, you don't get it. This is not about being in a comfortable ride. This is about the jump that's about to happen. Are you ready for the jump? Now that guy starts preaching the gospel. Hey, man, there's some parachutes over here. Take this parachute. And they look at him like he's a dummy. What are you talking about, man? The plane's perfectly fine. There's nothing wrong. No, I'm telling you. I'm telling you. The engine's about to go out, and we're going to have to jump out of the plane. And I don't want you to die. Why? It's love now. I don't care about what they think about me anymore. I'm not afraid about their ridicule and about punching me in the face because they think I'm, because they want to stay there where they're at. Leave me alone, man. Get out of my face. Quit pressing your beliefs on me. It's not a belief, dude. It's reality. I'm just the only one who's smart enough to see it. And it's about to go out. Engine goes out. The guy jumps off the plane. Everybody else perishes because they didn't believe. And everybody else who came into it for the wrong reasons took off their parachute. And when the plane came to, 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 to destruction, they didn't have their parachute on because they never believed. Ooh. See? It's talking about the true gospel. It's good stuff. Also, it gives me peace when things are happening around my life. It doesn't matter. I'm still secure in Christ. I'm not of this world. So the things of this world don't matter. You know? Don't get me wrong, I'm not trying to get way off. I believe I believe in, in, in the supernatural for God to work on this world. If I believe and I receive it, it's going to happen. See what I mean? And so those earthly principles are just to back up spiritual principles. You know? It's good stuff. The Word of God. Check this out. <clears throat> Matthew 13, it says, The Word of God came out. The sower of the seed. He was sowing the seed. See, the seed is the Word of God. When I go out and preach the Word of God to you, the Scripture says, Jesus says, watch this, watch this, this is so awesome. John chapter 3 says, you must be born of the Holy Spirit, right? Be born again. Your flesh gives birth to flesh. Your spirit gives birth to spirit. John chapter 3 says, you must be born again in the Spirit. Watch this. So how does somebody get born in the Spirit? By the seed, right? They get born of God's seed. How do they get God's seed? Scripture says Jesus was talking about how they must eat their flesh and eat his flesh and drink his blood. And they're like getting all mad. He goes, the words I speak to you are spirit and truth. When I speak it out of my mouth, because I believe it, I speak the truth, the spirit comes out, the seed of God comes out and it comes into your heart and you can receive it or not. This is whenever you, if you receive it, you become a child of God. Because you receive the spirit and truth that was spoken. When you receive the spirit and the truth that was spoken into your heart, you become a new creation. Because it's the seed of God coming into your heart, creating a new tree. This is why sexual immorality is so bad. Because it corrupts the perfect picture of God's procreation. Listen, God said be fruitful and multiply. Adam and Eve, be fruitful and multiply. Subdue the earth and have dominion over it. So they go out and they spread their family. It grows out, you see? So the kingdom of God is the same way. Be fruitful 
and multiply. Jesus is the, first, is the second Adam. He's the new creation. Now we go out in faith and in spirit. We're in a spiritual family now. And when I go out, I'm, when I'm, whenever I'm speaking the truth to you, when I'm talking right now and the spirit of truth is coming out right now, the seed of God is coming out. And baby Christians are being born because of my intimacy with the Father. The bride, the bride of Christ, when we love God and we're intimate with him, this is why my heart goes pitter-patter. Because I'm in love with him. There is a, see that's what I'm saying, sexual immorality is a perversion of a spiritual concept. When we share the word of God, it's like I'm making love with my husband in the spiritual realm. Sounds kind of weird, but it's the truth. When I love him with all of my heart, I'm compelled to go out and spread the good, the good news of Jesus. It's only weird when you're thinking of it in the flesh. But the truth is, the flesh is a replication of what was in the spirit. That's why it's not weird, because the, the, the flesh part is not supposed to be corrupted. The flesh part is holy. Sex in marriage is holy before God. This is why it's such a bad thing to corrupt it. Because it actually shows a spiritual thing. Isn't that crazy? That's why the devil hates marriage. That's why the devil wants you to divorce. He wants to destroy the perfect picture of God and his relationship with us. Your words are important. The significance of the word. You'll be judged for every careless word. Thank you for tuning in to the Bold as a Lion Ministry Podcast. For additional teaching, prayer, information, or support, please visit our website at www.boldasalignedministries.com. Subscribe to our Facebook for updates on what God is doing in our ministries and our YouTube page for updated teachings hosted at the Barracks Discipleship and Recovery House. For weekly refreshing word, subscribe to our podcast on iTunes, Google Play, SoundCloud, or Podomatic. We pray strength and blessing for you and yours and for the courage to walk boldly for God. 